0: Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hello and welcome back to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron. I'm here with uh, Dr. Banning now and today's topic is traditional health versus holistic health dr banning how are you i'm doing great aaron how about you doing fine it's a beautiful day we were expecting rain uh but we got nothing but hot sunshine out there yeah it's beautiful (laughs) let's talk about traditional health versus holistic health um give us let's start out by just getting a, a basic definition of each what how would you describe traditional health well traditional health is
1: what everybody's used to um You have a symptom if it gets bad enough you go into your doctor and they'll give you something to suppress the symptom usually it's a medication um or they may give you instructions to do something Um, but uh, that that is a way that you suppress the body's symptoms and you know the word suppress is is right in line with the traditional healthcare system because you're trying to suppress symptoms. It's symptom driven. Um, And my philosophy of health is you'd rather the body express itself so you can understand what it's trying to tell you. And so if we treat symptoms, it's it's not really about health. It's
0: about symptom management. So an example of that would be, let's say I had a rash on my arm Mm -hmm. and I go to my traditional doctor Mm -hmm. and he may prescribe a cream, Mm-hmm. Something to get rid of the rash, mm-hmm. without looking at what caused what caused it. Unless it's poison ivy or something. Yes. So if it's a diet issue, um, we're just covering up the symptom. Correct. And usually the doctor will do a good history, and the patient
1: usually will say, you know, it may be something that I, that I ate, or it may be, you know, I was outside and I got into some poison ivy, um, or it might be something their laundry detergent. Um, but, uh, usually they're pretty good at, uh, kind of asking questions about it. But in, in many cases, if you have a rash and it's because of a systemic issue that you have in your body and it continues to, to, to take place or skin issues and you take medication for it, uh, you're not really addressing the cause of that rash or those sores that you're getting on your skin. Okay. And so oftentimes those things can be stress related. So, you know, if the body's saying, hey, I'm stressed out and we just say, oh, well, you're, you're, the way that you're acting is you're, you're communicating your stress is by developing a rash or a sore. And so let's do that. Let's do this. Let's, let's suppress that. And many times it works, but the cause of the problem has still not been addressed. Okay. Whether it's a stress load whether it's a deficiency in vitamins or some type of an autoimmune
0: issue. So, okay, what would you describe uh, holistic health as?
1: Well, we talked about suppressive where you suppress the body's symptoms. Wellness care is more expressive. And what I mean by that is you allow the body to express itself, like say a fever or Say, you know, you're, you're having a loss in energy or you're not able to sleep. Your body is continuously cycling. It's not static, it's dynamic. And so, chances are really good if you wait, your body will figure out what it needs to do, if it's healthy, and you'll move on from that symptom. And your body, when it's healthy, will learn new things based on different stressors and that's what you want in today's society is when there's a new uh, bug or whatever they call it or a new stress enters your life you want your body to be able to adapt to that instead of getting a medication to treat your symptoms and we see that a lot in depression we see that a lot in mental health care
0: okay that makes sense so let's look at depression Um, I know I think anybody who who listens to to radio or television will know that antidepressants are are being prescribed at a record setting rate these days. It seems yes. like it, you know we're almost in that world of uh, Brave New World, you know. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read that novel, but it when I hear stories about that, it seems like we are over medicated for depression.
1: Yes, I agree. Um, so there's so many causes of depression. It's just so multifactorial. You can't just say, I'm depressed. I need antidepressants. Um, there's a reason you're, you're depressed. And we talked about inflammation. We talked about blood sugar. We talked about sedentary lifestyle. We talked about poor posture, uh, poor sleep. Um, all those things can contribute to depression. And then it's also good to know some of the genetics, some of the genetic backgrounds that you come from. But really, if you can just look at what's going on with your body as far as your, your lifestyle, things like that, there's a really good chance that you can get some great results and be more um, proactive in addressing it in, in, in a wellness environment versus just sitting there and waiting. For the next drug to come out, mm-hmm. the other thing that's really frustrating is those medications have some crazy side effects.
0: They do, yeah. And that's that's the, you know, it's it's, it's well, there's been lots of stories about <clears throat> the adverse effects of of antidepressants, and there's
1: it's a big deal. It it's really a huge is. deal. Um, it's affecting our economy, not because it's just expensive, but when you're when you're depressed.
0: What happens? You sit around.
1: You sit around. Your brain shuts down. You have no energy. And so that not only affects, you know, your, your budget, your bank, but it affects your work, your ability to perform at work. It affects your relationships. It affects your family. And it also affects your your life, your dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to dream. We want to dream big dreams and accomplish things. If you're
0: depressed, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. What are some causes of depression? I know it seems like I've heard lack of serotonin is one Mm -hmm. or is that sleep?
1: (laughs) Well, your body produces hormones and neurotransmitters. And remember, we talked about the two parts of your nervous system. You got the one that's fight or flight. Yes, sir. That's the, hey, I'm in a survival mode here. I need to protect There's a certain set of hormones that that go during that phase of physiology. And then the rest, relax, grow, repair has another set of hormones and neurotransmitters that your body produces. And so that's a big thing because you can actually change your lifestyle and your brain will produce the good happy healthy growing hormones but if you're continuously exposed to poor sleep poor nutrition high stress then that's going to turn on those bad hormones that cause us to preserve weight it's going to cause our blood pressure to go up it's going to shut down our our digestion and our bowels and so we'll be a toxic waste dump and so what do we do Well, I'm depressed. Well, let's add a pill to that. And that's not health. That's just treating a symptom and actually creating more problems. There's a word called iatrogenic, which means treatment-induced. So if you have somebody that comes to your office and you don't ask them about their lifestyle or you don't spend a lot of time about their diet or give them advice, at least, to where they can do some things and you just give them a pill, there's a lot more iatrogenic Injuries, iatrogenic means treatment-induced. So in many cases, you can prescribe somebody. Now, I don't prescribe medication, but medication is prescribed. It's the right medication. It's what the medication was designed for. And people have serious side effects where they go into the emergency room or they even die. Mm -hmm. Or they actually have a nervous breakdown and they end up doing things that are out of character.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, if a patient came to you depressed, what, what would be your first advice or what, what, how, would you, how would you handle that? Well, the first thing that I have to do is
1: I have to gather information. I have to take a good history and um, I'll look at their family history and then I'll look at them. And a lot of times you can learn a lot of things just by observing somebody, um, somebody that's uh, morbidly obese or somebody that say drinks a lot of cokes um doesn't move a lot say they have a sedentary lifestyle where they sit eight hours a day and they drive 45 minutes to an hour a day and they've been doing it for 20 years Mm. i know i've got somebody that's oxygen deprived remember we talked about the four essentials oxygen is kind of important yeah and so their brain is oxygen deprived their tissues are oxygen deprived so how's that person going to behave they're going to be very low energy And they're going to probably be depressed. And so from there, it just keeps on going and going. They may have urinary tract infections, yeast infections. uh, They may have constipation where they're just full of poop. And when you're full of poop, your body says, hey, let's dilute this. So it holds on the water. You get water retention. Your blood pressure goes up. All those things happen. So we can sit here and talk about suppressing the symptoms or we can talk about what can we do i mean the body's obviously expressing it needs some help what do we do so the big things that you can do for depression is first of all go to somebody who's going to take a good history on you know your medications medications can cause depression actually antidepressant medications can cause depression really yes um And then get somebody that will help you with your lifestyle changes. Now, one of the big things as a chiropractor that we do is if there's a bone that is not moving, we call it a subluxation. And it's putting stress on your nervous system, close to your brainstem. What happens is that bone stops moving and there's little proprioceptor fibers, or we call them mechanoreceptors. And what they do is if the bone's moving, they send motion signals to the cerebellum. Which is your motion center? Now, it's well known when things are moving in alignment, your body processes what it sees, it processes what it hears, it can balance better, your posture is better, so many other things are better, and those feed your brain with good messages, and that helps produce good, healthy hormones and neurotransmitters. If you have a bone that's stuck, that's what we do. We take care of that, we get the bone moving. And many times people who are depressed are like, wow, I just feel like I'm seeing better, I'm hearing better, I'm processing better. You know, that's just one thing. But there's so many things. The the brain is just, it's the most important part of our body. So when we're depressed, we're going to develop a ton of symptoms. And we want to do upstream things. You know, things like exercise, drink water, eat healthy, get your spine adjusted, Um, look at your lifestyle. You know, and obviously if you're going through a divorce or if you've lost your job or you've lost your spouse, there's going to be depression. Yeah. Um, And know that.
0: And so, you know. That's how we're set up. It is. Traumatic events spark those things often. Correct. And if you have
1: ill health, it could be a doorway to more disease. Mm Mm-hmm um i noticed this with a lot of women when they get into the menopausal age if they've had a very stressful life and their ovaries shut down ovaries are for energy ovaries your thyroid and your adrenal glands so what happens is your ovary shut down your thyroid and adrenal glands are now your primary energy glands if your thyroid is shot and your adrenals are shot doorway to disease mm and just a whole bunch of other
0: things happen and you know it's it's tough wow you know we didn't set out to talk about depression but we kind of no. kind of headed down that road which brings me to one more uh one more point if you if you had a, a a patient yes that had been let's say they're on antidepressants i know that that's something that you have to treat uh tenderly in order to wean someone off anti it's not something you can just stop taking at least that's what I've heard. You're you're
1: exactly right, Aaron. And I don't give patients advice on their medications. Okay. Um, but what I do try to do, and, and you have to know the severity of their condition, the chronicity of it. What have they tried? Those types of things. Because I I do have a family member that has a, a significant mental illness, and you know, there's some times when things just don't work. And you got to recognize that. But there's also times if a person has not really exercised or they have been depleted nutritionally, you can really wake their body up. So each condition, you have to take it as a, as a special condition. You can't
0: just say one size fits all. That's, that's traditional health care. OK, so if, if we had a listener that, that was on antidepressants you're, and, and wanted to be free from that, your first bit of advice would be see your doctor and well, see your doctor.
1: And if you're happy with your doctor, most people that are on antidepressants, they've been on them for a long time, are not happy with their doctor because it's just kind of a love hate relationship. You know, we tried this medication. It didn't work. All right. We're going to another medication. It didn't work. And eventually it can be very, very frustrating um, because it affects everybody. And so, a lot of times they focus on the medication. They don't really focus on the lifestyle. And that's very neglectful, in my opinion.
0: Do you think that there's um, a real need for the medication? Are there certain things that go on with certain people where they actually do need antidepressants? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I know that with experience.
1: Very good. Um Yes, uh, you know, like I said, I've I've had some experience, personal experience with mental health challenges and I've been to some wards and there's other things that can happen with people in their past that they haven't dealt with, um, like abuse, um, like uh, just being beat up or maybe, maybe raped, things like that. Mm-hmm. And their body hasn't processed it. And your limbic system, when you get um, injured like that, your reasoning is totally gone, and so you're completely open to believing lies about yourself. And so that's that's kind of another topic of discussion. But when that happens, there is something that takes place in your brain where you will believe it as you get older. Like I'm not good enough, or I'm I'm cheap trash, or uh, those types of things. And so you know that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, may be
0: an interesting uh, episode down the line. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because there's so many ways you could branch off. There's so many, you know, spiritual um, health. Uh, there's, there's just so many areas yes. th- that we could focus on on that. Yes. Well, that was an interesting side street, stri- side street down the depression discussion. But let's get back to our um, original discussion with traditional health versus holistic health. Do I, I'm. I'm. I think I know the answer to this. As as I said once before, but there's a place for both. There absolutely is. Okay. There absolutely is. So. And, uh, and the reason I say that, and I'm very glad to hear your answer, because I've heard both sides. I've heard traditional doctors say this is all you need, and I've heard uh, others say, you know, you don't, you don't need. Uh, you don't need to see your doctor go to the health health food store (laughs) things like that
1: the people that say
0: that yeah have not
1: been around somebody that has a serious mental illness they don't understand it what there needs to be is there needs to be a two-pronged approach there needs to be somebody that knows something about lifestyle and how it affects depression and the doctors um, that do the prescribing they need to understand there's other factors that can, mm-hmm. that can affect it. Like, um, I've been in those hospitals before and you know what they serve them? Mm-mm. Food to contain sugar. They give them candy. They give them Fritos, <laughs> any kind of processed food they can give them. What happens is when a person has say, let's just say severe bipolar and they end up, they have these positive, we call it the, uh, you know, the fluctuations where they're really high. They think, everything is good they can jump off and fly versus the ones that are depressed they live on neurotransmitters when you eat foods that are processed that have additives and chemicals they cause your brain to secrete dopamine and that feels good so guess what after you've had a bag of chips you're like what else can i have because i i I lost that feeling Mm. so it creates the foraging response that we talked about the, other, the, the last podcast, I believe. And a foraging response is, hey, that felt really good. I liked how I felt when I ate that food. Let's do it again. And so they eat junk food constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there has to be a cycle that's broken. But the medications don't do it. But there are times when a medication and a, a cell will save lives. Good. And it's just all there is to it. You can't give somebody broccoli it's about ready to <laughs> jump off a building and think they can fly.
0: <laughs> you know it's it's so tough in in our society to to eat healthy it to me it it there may be an easy way to do it, but when you're looking at at, at time restraints and availability and even price it, it's cheaper to eat junk food than it is to. You are, you are so correct. I'll give you an example, Aaron.
1: When I was 17 years old, I had a job at Kmart. And I could see that the two liters would cost 99 cents mm-hmm. for a two liter. What does a two liter cost today?
0: 99 cents.
1: Yeah. That was 40 years ago. Wow. 40 years ago, a two-liter cost, I know because I used to stock them all the time, 99 cents. You can get two two two-liters for 99 cents. So what that tells you, first of all, remember we talked about the theory of everything? Yes, sir. The corn, the Mm -hmm. soy, the wheat. Our farmers and the government have gotten so good at producing, mass-producing this food and using it and modifying it to put it into our food supply, that has become extremely cheap. And so a Pepsi or a Coke costs hardly anything to produce. Yeah. And so there's still profit margin today. That's, you know, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Um, but, but the food, I mean, I've got a book that talks about nutrition and what they do. It's a, it's a food scientist book. And they spend a ton of time, a ton of money and a ton of research getting people to eat these foods so they it creates more desire to have more food. Wow. Repeat customers. Yeah. You've been there. I know I've been there. Absolutely. Where you eat something, it's like, man, that was good. I gotta <laughs> have some more of that. Oh man. You know?
0: <laughs> that's my weakness. <laughs> yeah, me and you both. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So let's wrap up. Uh, traditional health uh, is what everyone seems to be used to nowadays. Holistic health is what everybody should be uh, Yes. Be in.
1: Yes. Um, holistic health is proactive. In other words, you can study. You can learn. Get some knowledge. Develop a skill and get an attitude that you can get yourself better. That's proactive versus reactive. Waiting for a crisis. Um. Wellness care is knowledge driven, you know, in the traditional healthcare, you know, we know there's just been tons of studies on this, but we're just not yet sure if sugar is bad for you. We think it's cholesterol. Yeah. Okay. New knowledge says it's sugar. It's not cholesterol. So being knowledge driven, guess what? That puts the keys in your hands to learn more. How many times have patients gone to their doctor and said, Hey, I read this. The doctor doesn't know anything about it because he studies symptomatic care. He studies how to treat symptoms. So he doesn't have training in nutrition, in lifestyle changes. Um, Our bodies were designed to be healthy. The creator made us to be healthy. Um, In today's healthcare system, our health is circumstantial. Oh, well you're, you know, you got this or you got that or, It doesn't matter what you have. You can always learn more knowledge in spite of your circumstances, even if you have cancer, and learn more and be proactive and develop lifestyle choices that will allow you to live a longer, better quality of life, even if your lifespan is shut short from a disease or illness. And so that's what's so exciting
0: to me about wellness care. We may have a listener who's, Never done anything but traditional healthcare. I've got a feeling we probably have quite a few. Millions. How does somebody get started in wellness? Well,
1: if they're fortunate enough to come across a physician like a chiropractor that focuses on not just a better, healthier nervous system, which is a big thing to focus on, but on lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. That's where they can really... If they want to start learning and developing skills. And then once you light that fire, they're like, wow, they can read books. They can learn new things and they can start getting results on their own. And even though the health, the sick care system out there says, no, you can't do it. There's, there's no treatment for this condition. You can learn things that actually Do help it. And you're not treating it. You're actually helping your body or giving your body what
0: it needs to deal with it. That's awesome. And if you're listening and and you've got questions on uh, wellness or holistic health, feel free to email us. Uh, We're at besthealthpodcast at gmail.com. We uh, read every email that comes in and we'll uh, either respond to you uh, via email or get, get your question answered here on the show. So as we head out, Dr. Banning, do you have anything else you'd like to say? I think that's about it. Excellent. I think this has been a good, uh, good episode. We set out to talk about uh, uh, traditional versus uh, holistic health and end up uh, discussing some very important uh, aspects of depression. So be sure you tune in next week. We're going to be talking about what is your body trying to tell you.